It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. And we're talking with Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing. G'day, Scott. G'day. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Since we last spoke, there's something that's happened which uh, I think you should really sort of come clean and, and tell the listeners a little bit about. You broke your arm, and how did you do it? Oh, I was down on a little surfing trip in Melbourne of all places. They've got this urban surf, they call it. It's like a man-made wave in like an industrial area near um, near the airport there. And in between sessions, I was just rushing and I thought I'd take a little shortcut over a fence and then <laughs> slipped on the fence, landed straight on my arm and it ended up sending the, the ball and socket through each other. So it like oh. shattered it down the elbow and... Uh, yeah, pretty painful. I thought I just popped the elbow, so I was trying to like oh. Google tutorials of how to uh, unpop your uh, shoulder and <laughs> sorry, not shoulder, the elbow rather. And yeah, it definitely didn't work. And three days later, I had surgery, and they put a carbon fiber elbow in there now. So wow, yeah, strange few days, but I uh, wasn't expecting that. Was that a typical Aussie male? You didn't go to the emergency department straight away. <laughs> no, because there was a little it popped out sideways, and I thought, oh, it's just come out of the socket like it didn't feel like a break and you know I thought you know I've seen lots of movies where they've uh, unpopped things and and to be honest I didn't really want to wait 90 minutes for to get into the the ambulance and I thought there's got to be a a shortcut here but um, definitely not yeah typical Aussie typical Aussie yeah it's coming through We should also mention that we've got a brand new podcast series with you and it's called Let's Talk Commercial Property. And this is going to be a good one because lots of people sitting on the fence kind of thinking about commercial property. We're going to really sort of take some deep dives, sort of unravel this. And I think this will be quite educational for the listener. Yeah, and I think it's quite topical at the moment as well, Like mostly because the residential markets have got so hot and in many cases unaffordable and the yields are at record lows. Commercial, in my opinion, makes more sense now than ever and they're not as good value as they used to be. So for the value or investor who wants cash flow, this, this is a good alternative. It's just about understanding the markets. There's risks in it. There's obviously some uh, massive opportunities as well, so we can deep dive into all of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking looking forward to it. So what happens, Scott, to commercial real estate if interest goes up? I think that's probably quite a good uh, first up question. Yeah. So this is a big thing at the moment because there's obviously talk about high inflation, which leads down to, a, I guess, an eventual RBA rise in, in interest rates. And reading the latest headlines, they're talking about an August increase sometime in August for the RBA to raise their interest rates. So Naturally, you think as an investor, what's going to happen to commercial property or residential uh, as well in that matter? And my opinion is I actually think it could be a, a relatively good thing for the market because when you get high inflation, which is a precursor to interest rate rises, you're actually getting rental increases. And commercial property, a lot of the leases are attached to CPI incremental annual increases. So we're going to actually see a period of strong rental growth. And I saw some, there was a Finn Review article out last week calling industrial property in Brisbane, I think it was related to, it was going to go uh, 50% rental increases over the next five years. So these are massive figures and it's off the back of build costs have gone up so much as well. And like a small increase in interest rates, uh, they're not going to be offset enough by the increase in rents you're going to achieve as well. 
But what it will do, I think, is slow some of the rates of growth. Like obviously, if interest rates are going to get multiple increases uh, in, in the interest rate, then people can't keep paying more and more for the same rent value. And that's what's been happening the last few years. Like we've seen yields drop to to lower and lower levels because investors are seeing so much value in commercial. And to sort of illustrate that, a cap rate of 7%, for example, means you need $70,000 to pay a million dollars on a property. But then that market may have turned to a 5% cap rate. So that means people are paying a million dollars for now $50,000 of value of rent. So you can see how the, uh, the rent value, depending on how large it is, will have a major impact on price. And significant capital growth is, is happening right now. And if interest rates go up, I still think it is going to grow, but probably not at as fast a rate. And it's probably a good thing for investors because it is it's a little bit mad out there at the moment. It's interesting because the, the capital growth, if you take somebody that is only investing in houses, residential market, they don't necessarily see the opportunity there with those rents. No, exactly. And the commercial property market is tied to rent a lot more in terms of its capital value. So when rents go up, you are almost automatically getting a value increase to your property. So if your CPI next year is 4.5%, your value of your property, your commercial property is generally at least 4.5% higher. There might be further yield compression on top of that, so that might turn it to a 10% overall growth rate. But these are the types of figures we're seeing. It is overall double-digit returns at the moment. I'm finding it's, it's becoming a bit of a capital growth play. Like Historically, commercial property has been viewed as more of a cash flow asset, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people storing wealth just like they do uh, in residential into commercial. And you know, if that trend continues, then that it might set a new precedence on capital cap rates for areas all over the country. And a lot of people are sort of questioning this capital growth. Does capital property get as much capital growth as residential? These are one of these, I guess, myths that I've heard over the years that commercial doesn't grow as fast as residential. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to supply and demand. That's how capital growth is achieved for any asset class. If the demand outstrips the supply you'll see extra capital growth. And right now, the demand for commercial property, mostly because of its superior cash flow, it's through the roof. There's a lot of non-traditional residential or non-traditional commercial investors now coming to this side. And that might be from overseas, might be from residential, even people that normally invest in stocks. I, I see a lot of them are, are coming this way. Even business owners that are cashing out or redistributing profits into commercial property, there's there's just a swathe of new buyers out there and not many people are selling good assets. And that means there's a lot of people fighting over a small asset pool to purchase. And that's why we're seeing these, these quick growth rates. Now, there's exceptions to this rule as well. Obviously, there's different asset classes in commercial which perform differently depending on the economy at the time. We all know COVID has pushed people out of offices. That's mean, meant that we've seen less rental growth in office space, particularly CBD high-rise office, which is more of a cookie-cutter, you know, bland-type asset. You know, it's almost like a homogenous-type property. It's a floor plate. It's just square metre base. Some some properties have views, some don't. Like, there's there's just not a, a large variation. It's not a unique pro- property. They're the types of assets we tend to avoid at Rethink Investing. We like buying properties that have, a you know, somewhat of a, a floor component, bit of a unique factor, because that uniqueness will generate I think, longer-term capital growth because it will stand out to not only you as an investor but tenants in time. An example like an office space, if you had a little freestanding office space in a, 
a good suburb of whatever capital city, you're probably going to find that's uh, that's quite a high demand product, even even with COVID, because people don't want to be in the capital city up elevator shaft in a mm-hmm. you know twenty stories up anymore. You know the world has changed, so uh, it's about identifying the opportunities, and the capital growth will come if you invest well. The proof's in the pudding. Like we've seen, as I said before, like industrials probably led the way with capital growth. That's sitting at somewhere between ten and fifteen percent between each capital cities per annum in the last three years. Retail's not not far behind that as well. Uh, there's obviously weaker aspects of retail, but essential service retail's going very strong as well. And I guess, you know, it's a brand new year, 2022. Not that new, though. We're soon going to be in March. But what are some of the best buys, do you think, to be had in 2022 when it comes to commercial property? I like to sort of invest relatively counter-cyclical just to, to get a good buy day one. And, and I feel like retail is, is a pretty good time to start looking at it again. It's still got a bit of a a stigma attached to it because of COVID. Like there's some areas I still would avoid like the plague, but there's other, you know, other types of like suburban retail shopping centers, things like that are, they're performing well. And, and I think that trend's just going to continue because they're priced pretty decently at the moment compared to industrial, which is white hot at the moment. Everyone wants industrial. It, it, it became almost like the gold of commercial property once COVID hit because all businesses moved online there's obviously supply strain constraints, so people are storing more, manufacturing more in Australia. Like everything under an industrial roof is doing pretty decently relative to the rest of the economy. So that will continue to go strong. But there is a premium you, you need to pay to get into that market now because it is priced almost like a safe haven asset. Office space is the most countercyclical angle you could go with. And I'm all for indu- office space if it's unique or it's, uh, it's just not an oversupplied type of asset. Because you can buy buy better, you can still get yields, you know, maybe one or two percent higher if you go into an asset class people are a little bit not as comfortable with right now. And in five years' time, comforts shift for people. Like industrial might be out of flavour in five years, or you know, office might be back in vogue. Like you've got to invest for the long term fundamentals of individual assets. But yeah, I like to keep an open mind with commercial mm. property. There's there's never one direction you should go. Well, it all sounds good as we talk commercial property, and this is going to be a regular podcast series. This is the first one down. Hey, Scott, uh, look after that arm, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Will do. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, The Real Estate Podcast.